Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Among is here. And Greg is here, too. Hello. What's going on, Greg? Good to have you. Great to have the crew together because we are now voyaging into spring, and you can just ratchet up the fun. Hopefully you can ratchet up the temperatures. Let's take a look at that all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast, shall we? For Saturday, March 23rd, oh, the deliciousness of spring. Potly sunny with a high near 44. Hmm, that's kind of chilly, but that's okay. And gusty winds, too. But don't worry about it. On Sunday, it'll be sunny with a high near 49. Less wind, no trouble. Time to get outdoors and dig up a garden of delights of fun on Cape Cod. Let's check the tides for you. Because suddenly, they start to be more important as the weather warms up. I'm not saying it's beach time, but Mm. let's be aware of the tides, fellas, okay? Coming up for Saturday, March 23rd, we got high tides around 2 o'clock for Sunday the 24th, right around 3 o'clock. That means we get some early morning low tides for your cup of coffee at the big beach. And fellas, we got to wade right into this. Because it's got to be true This must have been the easiest weather winter in the history of Cape Cod. Thoughts, opinions? Oh, totally. This has been the best winter ever. I've been waiting for this day for months. It's the first day of spring, and we can finally put winter to bed and say it was the best. We barely had any snow events, maybe one day of shoveling. Uh, We will take this any winter unless you're the type of person that likes snow. I think it's kind of boring because I love snow, and I only got to go Uh, skiing like five times, cross-country skiing on Cape Cod, and that was stretching it. Uh, By the last time I went, it was a melting, melting puddle of crazy. But I persevered. Hey, if you're going to give me blah weather in the 30s all the time, give me some snow to play with. I got a snowball hit list about 40 miles long of people that I want to hit with <laughs> snowballs and I didn't get to hit them this winter. So I am disappointed with this winter. Yeah, but aren't you afraid now because we're talking or Mung is talking about the end of winter? That we're cursed, that in fact it won't be the end of winter, that it's only the beginning. It's just March. It's still March. It never snows after the first of spring. And never, that's it. Isn't that the way it is with the laws? Unfortunately, we did have a a big snowstorm on April Fool's Day years ago. I remember that one. Um, But the good news for you, Greg, is I looked at a 15 day forecast and it's not looking like any snow is in our future. So I'm confident in saying the winter is behind us. That would be so weird that if I'm seeing like 40s and sunny, then all of a sudden we get like a monster storm in the teens and 20s. I'm just not seeing it. But again, I'm not a meteorologist. I'm, I'm just, not a mongologist. I'm just I'm worried. Just on the show. I'm very, very superstitious. I'm just very, very worried. Take that, it easy. You're you worried know. about everything. But one thing I you have to say. You come in the morning, no, it's like, I oh, no, will I, I get that paper cut I, today? I, I, I mean, I know, is this going to happen to me? Oh, my God. I'm a worrier. That's a hangnail. I'm a worrier. What am I going to do? What can I say? I'm a worrier. Did I park in the right spot in the parking lot? About everything. Who's that guy out in the parking lot? 
Oh, he works here. Well, oh, hey, who's that guy? Okay, okay, okay. But maybe maybe we haven't gotten like like a lot of snow, which we haven't. But this winter has been really cold. Oh, come all on. the time. Hmm. It's cold. It's like twenties. It's in teens. Uh, yeah. This morning I went a for a cold. walk. I, I went for a walk this morning. This morning. That's that's not bad. How huh? you impressed? Anyway, it was cold. It was in the twenties. The people in Saskatchewan are laughing at you. I know they are. We're <laughs> kind of wimpy down here. Well, and, uh, so anyway, I would say it was mild. Uh, ish and it's certainly no snow so i say boring and we we now make the pivot point and just ahead over the next rise on the highway as we go through the monument valley of time just beyond that monolith it's summer oh yeah there oh. it is i can see it glistening bring it on oh man so the question becomes now do we just move our way through spring in our minds and forget about it because on cape cod spring can be kind of blah spring's kind of crappy down here. and do we just start uh, DEFCON 17 preparations for summer. Is it too early to prepare for summer? I know, Mung, this is a topic near and dear to you because you are ready for summer every day of the year. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. This topic speaks to my heart because, as you mentioned, a spring on Cape Cod, kind of blah. I say we just rename it to, uh, like, summer prep because, really, all you need to be doing right now is figuring out, are you prepared for summer what do you need to buy at a local Cape Cod store or online uh, store about what you're going to bring to the beach? Everything from sunscreen to beach chairs, because I will relay a sad story. Um, it was May, uh, maybe a couple years ago, and I was pushing off preparing for summer. I was like, no, I don't need to do this. Then all of a sudden we had like a stretch of like 70s, like three straight days in the 70s. And then I was like, I got to go to the beach. And then I was like, oh, my chair is broken. Oh, I don't have any sunscreen. I didn't bring a pail to, you know, make sandcastles. You were unprepared. I was extremely unprepared. And then it just shook me. And then I w went into a tizzy for weeks. And then I was like, oh, this is not a good start to summer. So I'm saying mid to late March, you got to figure out your beach needs and get on it. Couldn't you just go in an hour to the Christmas tree shop and get all those things you were just talking about? Or do you somehow acquire specialty items that are perfect items for the beach? Does it make a difference? Um, it depends on the items. Yeah, you definitely want some specialty items, but, you know, you don't want, like, a mishmash hodgepodge of things that you just randomly get at the because, store. Because, like, a sand pail, that's not too hard to come by. Yeah, know? but what if it was a, one of those build-your-own-castle pails? Uh, or, like, it filled itself? <laughs> yeah, it filled itself. It turned <laughs> those itself are expensive. over. <laughs> mm-hmm. You lay on the on the blanket and it just builds a castle around you. The auto pail, like the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> Stop that sandcastle! No! <laughs> and it keeps going until the sorcerer gets back. Or if you get one of those metal detectors that can actually like dive into the sand and grab the object that it's that so it's scanning for. So you need to order anyway. that weeks ahead for you. Oh yeah, as part what? of your summer purgatory. That's what you're calling spring summer purgatory. Yeah, you're yeah, summer purgatory yeah, 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 to somehow yeah, right, move into right, summer. Right. Yeah, and during that waiting period, you could be so prepared yeah. that you could be a summer superstar. Come All right. well, and also because spring can be you know really crummy, lots of mm -hmm. you know cold weather. You know, it's cold. It's kind of All chilly. Right. All right, rain, yeah, rain. You're, I'm in. You're going to be spending a lot of time. What, what do we need to get? What do I need to do? More time. What about a bathing suit, that would seem the number one thing. That may be the most important thing. You've got thing. the mankini. I do have the mankini. Now, do you get a new one every year? It's that men's two-piece bathing suit. It is one of the two-piece. <laughs> it's like one of those Borat ones that's kind of uh, a little racy. Or do you just take a Speedo and stretch it up over your shoulders? I uh, think Yeah, it's kind of like a beach wedgie. <laughs> and so I know this is from a specific uh, tailor in Milan. Do you have to send measurements each year, or do they sort of stay the yeah, same? I don't know. 
Oh, they've got mung on file. Although they ask me how many how many pounds of krill I ate each year, so they can figure out how much how many how much sizes I've increased. Oh no! So it's not off the rack. Not off the rack. No, but there's a lot of crack. <laughs> oh dear! Oh my goodness! Uh, so yeah, it's bathing suits. You got to figure out if you want a hot modern one, like a I'm, 1920s style one piece. You buy a bathing suit. Me, I got one bathing suit, and it's a Birdwell beach britches, and that thing is gonna last forever unless I change size or something. Is that a which speedo? Is certainly, is that a no, speedo? it's like one of those sort of, uh, sort of old timey surf. Long kind of kind uh, of baggy, kind of bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I wear. So I mean, that's I'm ready with that. Uh, the one item this year that I have really started getting focused on is beach radios, which has provoked controversy because I talked to uh, an expert about beach radios. I have a bunch of radios. I just got two new radios. I gave one to my dad, and I love beach radios. But I raised the issue here, Greg, and your head blew off. <laughs> I, I can't believe that the one thing that I've always hated, even as a child when I went to the beach, was the fact that all these people bring radios to the beach, and I don't want to listen to their music. I just want Ooh, to lay there. Man. You're out in the open. It's wild. You have the sea. You have the sky. It's gorgeous. You got the it's, Red Sox. It's Cape Cod. Ugh, it's Cape Cod in the you summertime. You got some greatest 80s hits and blaring you, out. You, got, you get this person listening to... Uh, like <laughs> I, am, I, am, I, am, I am literally the opposite. I go to the beach, and I see people like Greg on the beach near me, and I'm like, how can I blast... What kind of music can I blast how can to I annoy these him? people? Totally. And and I literally can't believe that you would not want to listen to my endless collection of Jimmy Buffett singles. Oh, great. Oh, so cheerful. Oh, I love them. Including Cheeseburger in Paradise. <laughs> I love that stuff. Margaritaville. Don't this you? is all I want I to blast, blast out of summer day. It's like it's like noise pollution. How about Loverboy? Everyone's working for the weekend. Oh, right? that one. Oh, yeah. Everybody's working for the weekend. You know, blaring out and you're next on the next beach blanket over. Like oh, I haven't you're heard that simmering. song. You're just oh, yeah. simmering. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Would you get up and say something? Would you kick sand in someone's face? What would, would you do? It would probably be the same thing if you know Mung was over there with a with a ninety nine cent bag of uh, you know bargain potato chips, <laughs> munching away, munching away, and he's got a couple of apples, you know, so you don't eat, like... eating the apples, throwing the cores into the so, water. Okay, let me get this straight. You don't like people having radios at the beach, and you don't like people eating at the beach. Only potato chips and apples. So do you put up a little uh, maybe sign celery. that says soft food? <laughs> Only, please. <laughs> I probably should, and no radios. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. I it's mean, awful. How can you? How can you not recognize that? Well, here's the thing. The whole thing with radios. I'm not sure whether they have a place in modern society when you can download and stream everything you ever want on that handy device called your phone. But then again, when you start thinking through it, say you want to listen to the Red Sox. You like the sound of a ball game in the summer, right, it's, it, I, Yeah. The There's a drive. He crack, goes back. It's gone. The crack of the bat. It's fun. And so it's hard to get them on your phone without some kind of uh, sort of service agreement. What it is, you have to go get an app and spend money. It's got... 30 bucks a year or more. Or yeah, and worse, there's no reception at most Cape right. Beaches to stream these That's things. That's right, so you can't stream this live event. Right. So now this radio, if that if it can do one thing, it can bring you live sporting events in ways that are more convenient than probably any other technology. So you go old school, you go transistor radio? I'm talking a small radio, because who wants to drag a big boombox down the beach? I, I used to, to rock a boombox on the beach. That's too much to carry. Too much to carry. So you got to be light. Uh, I recently wrote uh, a little list based on my adventures, and I will tell you right now, for my money, 
$18.95 right now at Amazon. It's the Sony ICF P36, Greg. I have a transistor radio. I actually love them. But why do you hate people? I love people. I don't hate people. You're putting you hate people on the beach with radios. <laughs> yes, I do. See, yes. you hate them, okay, so okay. you hate people. But I don't hate everyone. And I would say, first come, first serve at the beach. <laughs> if I was there before you, move it along, Betty. If Get out of my, uh, my audio. Move it along, Betty. <laughs> move it along, Betty. Get out of my audio zone, because I was there and I'm ready to crank. That's right. So you're playing tunes loud. Um, I, I I respect other people. The issue, the reason why I play tunes loud is that sometimes it's windy at the beach, and you, you play your tunes loud, and someone next to you can't even hear it because of the wind. And I've tested it. I've blasted my my boombox. But someone downwind I, is like, oh my, that's yeah, me, <laughs> like me. That's Greg. Yeah, yeah that's Greg. He's like, he's like a mile away, and he's so screaming. As long as a lot of people can't hear, I'm I'm cool. Also, you can plug in headphones at any time, so just pop those into your radio. Yeah, yeah headphones work with radios, Greg. They're so have retro, you, they're almost modern. Have you ever seen anyone on the beach with headphones? I haven't. Have you? I th- I've seen plenty of people. Yeah, you got earbuds. Yeah. Maybe not the cans we're wearing. But, but Mung, I want to talk to you about this radio thing. Um, you're one of the most wired-in tech guys I know. It's all phone, 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 app, 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 computer, computer, computer. And yet, even you find value in a small radio. I do, I do. Um, mainly because of what you're saying about, you know, you got to listen to the Red Sox, really good on the radio. Uh, lack of uh, reception to stream all this great stuff on Spotify or Apple Music. But also, we failed to talk about the third and potentially most important reason to have a transistor radio on the beach is if there's an immediate zombie apocalypse. You will be getting the emergency broadcasts uh, from the military and the government through some weird AM or FM channel. The the infrastructure will be gone. People is... won't be able to stream anything. So you, re- you you watch any zombie or apocalypse movie, people are clinging to that radio, uh, even The Walking Dead. You, that's the only form of communication. You're sitting out, out, out there on the beach. Um, there's a zombie invasion coming that's, from the south. That's, what that's, are you going to do? That's actually, no. That's actually, I did not think yes, about that. Yes. And that's, I am very, very fearful of zombies. That's the Mung-Mageddon theory. That's, <laughs> that's right. And so that could hold true. I mean, I know, Greg, every day in summer with the crowds is like a zombie apocalypse to you. It is, yes. <laughs> but imagine if one really happened. Right, right. You'd be all radio on the beach. Well, You'd be like, tune that thing in. Maybe I need to change my tune. Attention citizens. Zombies. Zombies <laughs> everywhere at the clam shack at the beach. Run, 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 run. It'd be like that. Right. You'd be happy to get that broadcast. And I just head for the water. You'll and be swim. the first one to run into the ocean. Or to be like, ah! attention, citizens. The only way to kill the zombies is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Ah, we missed that part. <laughs> that's Sorry. too bad. Too bad. So I don't know. That's part of the uh, beach prep that we are now getting into. We're going to get the graph paper and a checklist, and get all the items we need. Beyond radios, goggles. I've got to get some new pond goggles. I would like a new snorkel and mask mm-hmm. for my pond adventures. It's true. You want to have them in the hand when the hot starts and summer comes our way, boys, because it is coming now that we are deeply into spring by, oh, what, uh, two hours? Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. And so I recommend checking out my beach radio super article at CapeCodOnline.com. All right. So we're all set. We got our speedos on, and we move into the week ahead on Cape Cod. Lots of crazy stuff going on. The uh, events start to really ramp up. This next item blew my mind. I had no idea about this, and maybe you guys know about the story of Sandwich Whalesman Peleg Nye. 
who was shipped out of Provincetown in 1834 and was swallowed by a whale when he was tipped out of his boat. This was way back in the day. He lived to tell the story and became a hero. And now, this Sunday, March 24th, you can hear all about the Jonah of Cape Cod. And guys, I just got to throw this out. Have either one of you ever been swallowed by a whale? Um, no. Well, you don't remember it? Well, Uh, the whale got a little close to me once, but it kind of tickled my toes. This was at SeaWorld? With its uh, tongue. Uh, so, okay, but, that's but nice, it Greg. was it was kind of non. How often have you relived that moment? <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> you know, you know that when I wake up in the morning, when I go to bed every day. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Sometimes you rub cold cuts on your feet to try to replicate the feeling, but it doesn't really feel the same as yeah. a whale tongue. It was it was interesting. Yeah. That's uh. So I mean, now Mung. You had some biological disagreements with this story, which, by the way, this lecture, The Jonah of Cape Cod, is 2 p.m. Sunday at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod, Old Main Street in South Yarmouth. That's $10 at the door. And you'll hear Mashpee oral historian Nils Bachman tell this tale. Mung, you told me this morning that could never happen because why can't whales swallow people? Oh, no, I'm, I'm not sure about all whales, but I was reading about oh, it. Oh, no, you were bombastic, a, 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 and you were a, like, that cannot happen. <laughs> no, no, no. I was reading about an incident just a couple weeks ago off South Africa where a guy was, like, right in the whale's mouth, and he thought he was going to be swallowed, and then there was some some uh, scientific thing about the, the size of the whale, some whale's throats, maybe not able to ingest an entire human. It's I like I, a choke mechanism. Yeah, yeah. So the guy was like really freaked out and he thought the whale was going to bring him under the water and they were like really close. Then all of a sudden, yeah, he's probably like the whale gagged. And he's like, why is there a human in my mouth? Spit him out and the guy lived. Otherwise, he would have probably drowned. I read that one of his friends administered the whale lick procedure. (laughs) Like, big, you grab down by the tail or or do you blow in the blowhole and it pops out like, like a pop gun? Huh. So you're saying that it's unlikely that someone could be swallowed by a whale. What about Pinocchio? Let me put that on the table. They lived in there with a bunch of people. They lit fires. They had a whole civilization in that whale. <laughs> well, because it was Monstro. He was a, a legendary whale, and he was a magical whale. He was big. That was one big whale. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not going with Mung on this. You'll, uh, you'll have to talk to an expert about which whales can physically swallow people, but it's just it freaks me out just even thinking about someone being in a whale's mouth. It's why I don't get into a lot of boats, because I now, feel like I'll fall in right, and then get be, eaten by a whale. You'd be scared about being eaten by a whale. Greg would be like... There's so many germs in this whale's mouth. <laughs> I have got to get out of this whale's mouth immediately and take a very long hot shower. Because Lord knows what this whale's been eating. <laughs> that's the way it is, Greg. If you're going in, you're wearing a Tyvek suit. I know that's the way you would probably... And, and, and wash thoroughly when I get spit out by the choke mechanism. <laughs> so what a story. I mean, this guy, Peleg Nye, apparently he was out in one of those... Uh, those little whale boats, you know those like long boats they would go in to do the final thing? Whoops, tips over, gulp. Yowza. That's amazing. But he lived to tell the tale and was a hero. And that sounds like a really fun lecture, which you often don't say those two words together. Fun lecture <laughs> about the Jonah of Cape Cod. This is 2 o'clock Sunday at the Cultural Center of Cape Cod in South Yarmouth. Find out about Peleg Nine. That could be good. Cool whale tale. Speaking of events, this involves our own Super Greg, and surprising, uh, it's like your behavior patterns have changed. Uh, Mung and I came to know you as a quiet man, a man who went home, had a stiff drink, 
and carried on with his home activities, maybe a little woodworking, something like that. Little hey, how you doing to the missus? You peer out at the neighbors. But now you're out and about and you were at like the hottest, most controversial art show it could be. on Cape Cod that it is currently be. running. Could be. I see it here as Liberty and Justice, the sweet to satirical art of Sally Maber running through April 20th at the Katuit Center for the Arts. That's on Route 28 and Katuit, artsonthecape.org is their website. Liberty and Justice, the sweet to satirical mm, arts. Sally, interesting, eh? What's this all about, Greg? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I love art. If I had like a giant house with, and I had like lots of money, I'd, I'd have like, you know, a couple Picassos, you know, maybe a Botticelli, you know, maybe a Fra Lippi, um, Kandinsky, maybe, you know, but I, I can't. Who are so, all these people he's talking about? Are they cake people? These are, sounds like diseases I had in high school. Yeah, what is this? So I actually have to go out and see art because I can't afford, you know, to have it in What do you mean? House. It just starts, your soul starts yearning for art. It does. It does. I love, I love art. And oh. I, brother. I have to tell you, this was one of the most interesting exhibits I've seen in a long, long time. Um, Sally Mayer, very talented, super, like, frighteningly talented, I would say. She does these three-dimensional hand-stitched artworks. It's, 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 it's these embroidered scenes. Uh, they're kind of whimsical, um, you know, whimsical figures, but they're like 3D, you know, raised, um, um, you know, leaves and, and, and stems. She has this one called Birds of B.B. Woods, and the birds are so, they're incredibly well done. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an aficionado of, 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 of uh, bird paintings, and these are fabulous. So it's sort of a mix of these kinds of things and the more controversial thing... Uh-oh, here it comes, Greg. ...that she's been getting into Now, lately. you were frightened this morning about some of the content here that you saw and uh, how exactly crazily controversial it was. I know you must be nervous now, but you got to lay it on the line and tell us what you're talking about. Controversial. I don't, know, it. I don't know if it's crazy controversial, but they're, they're these um, satirical scenes that involve uh, President Trump, his advisors, some of his family... Um, well, they probably uh, are just kind of nice portraits, right? They're kind of like these these freestanding like uh, figures and these dioramas. Um, there's one part of it where they have these uh, uh, these uh, figures in um, a dollhouse, you know, different rooms. Um, it's it's controversial, but it's really interesting. I mean, even if you if you like Trump, if you don't like Trump, it's very kind of provocative. It's really interesting there's also um a 14 minute stop action animation kind of satire based on hansel and gretel that's a, a must see um i would i would just highly recommend it but there's also some other stuff to see there as well there's an exhibit uh downstairs of this of this uh pennsylvania painter really beautiful stuff called uh george georgiania lenson sorry I can't oh yeah her name. And also upstairs is something we didn't see because they, the doors were closed and there weren't any signs. Uh, something called Serious Fun. It's a juried show of um, works by a number of different artists, including two from uh, Cape Cod Times blogger Elizabeth White, aka Kitty Liber. She's who's spectacular, frighteningly talented. She is so incredibly talented. Um, I would just end. Oh, this is the best part. Oh. It's free. They do ask for a donation, and, oh. if, and if you like it, you that really, means it's free. You really should give them a donation. <laughs> Help them out. 
um, I, I was just, we were just blown away by it. She's so talented, and um, I would just highly, highly recommend The show is Liberty and Justice, the sweet to satirical art of Sally Mayer. I believe at one point one of her exhibitions was canceled because it was too controversial. Thank you for At Highfield me. Hall in yes, Falmouth. Yes, And so it's landed in Katuit, and if you yes. want to see some of this controversy and some of the beauty, and be out there like a maven, like Greg. Greg is a Maver Maven with this, Sally Maver. This show, <laughs> this this show has has awakened something in me. I think I'm going to spend more time. Oh boy, going to places. It's, well, you have been out like three weeks in a row. I so know. Are, I'm on a roll. Jeez. All right, you are impressive. Uh, I have been sort of equaling you in my getting out there. I have been to a lot of things lately. No, most notably, the moth storytelling, the mosquito storytelling hour thing uh, that's been going on in Provincetown. And this weekend, I went to see an improv troupe in Provincetown. Oh, man, was it kind of raunchy and crazy and high, high energy. This was at the uh, Pilgrim House on Commercial Street in Provincetown, where I saw Improvincetown. And it was a bunch of zany people up on stage asking audience members to yell things out at one point, Greg, they actually brought two audience members up onto the stage. The most frightening thing I could Put them in chairs and imagine. they're yapping at them and making them say words and doing all this stuff. And I could feel just like that <laughs> neck sweat of like, oh my God, how do I hide? But they said they wouldn't really bring you up if you completely gave them the sour face. Oh, good. So I started practicing my sour face. The show was about an hour long. It was 20 bucks. And they just ripped through some crazy circumstances. Everyone was hooting and hollering. Their next show is Saturday, April 6th. That's a 7 o'clock show at the Pilgrim House in Provincetown, where the improv troupe in Provincetown is appearing. So we have gotten out there. Too bad about you, Mung, not doing anything. Sitting on your keister. As far as no, I... No, no, I what? did something recently. It looks to me like, according to the uh, immense amount of paperwork I have in front of me, detailing your every move, that's like... Nap, 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 poo-poo platter, nap. <laughs> and then you have something called Instant Vista. Instant Vista. Instant Vista. Um, yeah, I was recently, I had a fantasy draft hangover because I spent hours uh, doing a fantasy draft for baseball. You, well, I thought you were drafting appetizers. <laughs> Ooh, my fantasy draft appetizer. What would that be? <laughs> well, what some, some sort of like fiery, spicy Creole chicken tenders. How about like a crab rangoon? Um, oh, no, yeah, 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 I'd do that. Yeah, something like that, maybe. Mm. That's a fantasy appetizer. I'd trade that. Hmm, what else would I get? Uh, Max has a good squid thing. Calmari's always good. Always. This is not a fried version. Oysters as an appetizer? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, all, right, all right, forget about the appetizer draft. You were <laughs> you were done with your baseball draft. You were frustrated. That's it was, right. It was kind of clammy in your house. You needed fresh air. That's right. You needed to get out. What'd you do? So I went, uh, I had previously um, gone to Bone Hill Road a couple weeks ago in Barnstable, and I was like, oh, I need a scenic uh, vista that's kind of similar, but you get a little more privacy. So I went over to Indian Trail Road in Barnstable. It may technically be in Kumaquid, but this is the road, and, and people who live on Indian Trail Road turn off the broadcast.
podcast now because you're not not going to like be telling people <laughs> about this vista. Uh, but uh, it's a it's a it's a road in Barnstable. Look at that, Madge. More rubber neckers. <laughs> it's that uh, dang we'll, mung. We'll just say be respectful to the homeowners down there. But it's a really nice uh, drive because it used to be a really bumpy road that would do you know cause horrors for your car. But they've since uh, revamped the road. It's nice and smooth all the way down to Cape Cod Bay, and you can get a really nice, beautiful view of Cape Cod Bay. Do a little 15, 10-minute walk. Uh, it's a really great uh, place to stretch your legs. Uh, I went on a gorgeous day. It was nice. There was no one else down there. Maybe it's not a parking lot, for say, at the end, but you can put a car or two down there um, just to, to soak in the beautiful Cape Cod landscape, get ready for summer. This is a top-notch vista um, in Barstow. And that's one of those good vistas where you can actually just stay in your car, crank the sports radio, mm-hmm. and you know, drink a Slurpee. And, like, throw your pork rinds out the window to seagulls. Oh, you know, yeah. Greg, it's like a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that, isn't that your dream? I'm there, A crinkly man. bag of cr- crunchy, crunchy pork oh, rinds yeah, yeah. and a Slurpee, and you're like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All these crazy gulls outside. <laughs> oh, it's no good. But it did make me think uh, of some of the other great vistas on Cape Cod, which sometimes I feel like my whole life on Cape Cod is just the search for the next vista. Revisiting my favorites, seeing how the weather's playing out. Oh, the sunset now. This is good. It's getting later in the day, so that'll be good. So I almost feel like we bounce from beaches to vistas, and you can never get enough of some of these great places on Cape Cod. I'll throw a couple out there. Easy, Scargo Tower. Oh, yeah. Although you can't park there anymore, right? That's true. Unfortunately, uh, it was vandalized recently. So you can park uh, at, like, Princess Beach relatively nearby and walk over up the hill. You can walk up the hill or is the whole thing closed? <clears throat> the whole thing might be closed. The whole thing, the whole accident. I drove by there the other day. I saw people scrambling up the hill. Really? But that's illegal. Hmm. Forget well, Scargo Tower. I don't know. Drop that one. It's such a great vista, though. That I is- know. It's the best vista on Cape Cod. It's certainly up there. I mean, I would also throw out the deck at the Province Lands Visitor Center, which is open year-round. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. view of the True. dunes and the ocean beyond, and you can see the planes landing at the airport, and you can look down and see the old Harbor Lifesaving Station, the old Coast Guard building. And if you look out to one, you see some of those dune shacks. Just a magical place. Always open. They have a deck at the top where you're really up above things. That's wicked nice. Vista speaking, I'll throw out the Marconi Station site, the overlook in South Wellfleet at the end of the park road there, at the set of lights off Route 6. That is just grand. And they have uh, built a new sort of handicap access ramp to uh, one of the sort of plateau places, and that's really nice. That's one of my favorites. What about you, Greg? Um, I have a couple, um, they're, and they're interconnected uh, in sort of the same uh, two trails, but they are interconnected. There's the Pilgrim Spring Trail and the Small Swamp Trail, both are in North Truro. This is at the Cape Cod National Seashore's totally. Pilgrim Heights area, where yes. these two trails live. An undervisited place, I would say. They're very, they're very, they're very short trails. I mean, the last time I was there was uh, around Christmas, I believe. And they have this giant parking lot. I don't know why it's so big. Yeah, I feel like they I mean, felt like this was going to be a real they, attraction. What did they, what did they There's think? two huge parking yeah, lots that even in the summertime never have anybody they're, there. They're mammoth. They could actually hold like a, I don't know, like a ball game or like a major sporting Hundreds event of parking spaces, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, probably yeah, fair yeah. to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. At least more than a hundred. Yeah. And but two cool trails and several amazing vistas, including one of which incredible. I think is one of the top five or top three vistas. Incredible. Vista. That's off the beginning of the small swamp trail where you're looking 
out over the southern tier of the province lands. There's a little body of water and then the final set of dunes to the mighty Atlantic, which you can see crashing sometimes through little dips in the dunes. That is a beautiful place. That's a very, very exciting. Pilgrim Heights area right uh, off Route 6 in North Truro. Just as you get to the rise where you look down and see Provincetown ahead of you, you see the big brown park sign on the right. And they also have an excellent uh, set of bathrooms there. I can oh, report. that's key. So that if you're like out, actually, really you know, important. I mean, Seriously. if you're out there heading into P-town or something like that, and you're like, I just got to get myself together before I go into the cauldron of summer P-town. That is a great place to just refresh yourself. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, and uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this. You do if you're a bird lover, but the Pilgrim uh, area out there in Truro is one of the hot spots for raptors. Uh, lots of hawks. Ooh, I didn't that's know. so and, true. Uh, and things right. uh, with talons uh, being seen out there. Wow. So that's nice. And just uh, adjacent uh, to the um, Pilgrim Heights area, you have High Head in North Truro. Which is, as you descend and you see Pilgrim Lake on your right on your way into P-Town, there's a road called High Head Road. If you go up to the top of that, it's you're climbing up on this chunk way above uh, sort of a ground level, sea level. And you have a 270-degree view of Truro, Cape Cod Bay, Provincetown, Pilgrim Lake, the province lands, and the Atlantic Ocean. That's an incredible vista. Agreed. That's where you can get those great shots of those identical um, cabins along Route 6A in North Truro, those guest cottages, yep. and it's just absolutely beautiful. So I'll throw that out there. Mung, what about you, Vista boy? Um, I like a lot of vistas. I um, see. <laughs> I can see your show prep is outstanding. <laughs> I will, like, how about Morris what? Island in Chatham? I was just going to add. I that knew that you were going to add. Okay, add this, all right, this, this is always right. a classic. This is all one right. of my favorites and one that I was mm-hmm. stunned. I think the first time we were there, we might have been together. Right. You park, whatever you like, and then you walk down that little trail, yeah. and all of a sudden you go out to one of these observation areas, and you're looking at... What is it? Is it South Beach there or whatever? Yeah. North Beach, South oh, Beach? It's so great. So there's a body of water. There's a strip of sand that sometimes gets split open, and you mm-hmm. can see the waves come through. And then out to the uh, Atlantic, and you see the boats go by. Mm. It's a stunner. It is stunning. Of a view. This the, is one of the best places to see how nature has changed on the Cape and how the coastal landscape Oh, man, that shifts. barrier strip gets yeah, so yeah. beat up. And As like, you can say, you see, you see the waves rolling, the over the, out there. rolling over the sand. It's yeah, really interesting. I mean, you used to be able to walk down the stairs, walk onto the beach, and take the entire sort of length of the beach down to the island sort of proper and sort of walk around. But the water, it's, you know... At, at high tide, you can't do it. Anymore. You never know what you you're going to find at the Monomoy Wildlife Refuge, Wild. National Wildlife Refuge in Chatham, a place that a lot of people I don't think ever get to. It's kind of the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Well, there aren't many parking spaces there either. Well, it's not too bad though. Every time mm. I've been out there, maybe in the height of summer it gets crazy because they run, they run like a they run like a ferry sometimes over there, and maybe people leave their cars. But you know what I would do I if I was going to Chatham there. and wanted to go there. I would uh, park downtown in a public lot and have uh, an Uber take me down um, and <sighs> potentially have to not deal with that I just don't spot. want to have to deal with people. Get like dropped off? Strange drivers. Who knows what they're going to say? <laughs> oh, so you don't like people either. You don't, I, I, I don't. Are you kidding me? I love you people. You don't like people. All right. I hate them. Well, you don't like Uber drivers. Well, no, I've never so really ridden in an Uber, but I, I used to drive a taxi and I was like, I don't know if I'd want to encounter myself. Who's that guy? <laughs> He's cranking his lover boy. Shift. Everyone's working for the weekend. Come on, Greg. No. I'll give you a double shot of lover boy if you get in my taxi. No way. All right, fine. Any other vistas, I would say, you know, the Chatham Fish Pier is always good. 
Yep. I've enjoyed my time down there. Gray's Beach in Yarmouth Port, always good. Uh, Long Nook Beach in Truro, before you need a sticker, what a lovely vista. Very exciting. Ooh, I got one from the Upper Cape. What? Spore Gardens in oh, Falmouth, yeah. oh, which is like yeah. the perfect time of year yeah, yeah, in the yeah. next in the coming weeks. Like flowers on the water, right? Flowers That's, and water view, which is rare. That's so beautiful. And they have anchors or something there, right? They like have a, an uh, interesting yeah, is, collection of anchors. Yeah, why anchors? I just wondered about that. I don't know. They just got weighed down with them, and I think... <laughs> Jeez. Okay, thanks very much. So anyway, lots of vistas. And we like to visit them. And it's a good time to do it in the spring because it might be too chilly to get out of your car sometimes. Or it might be too chilly to walk too far mm-hmm. to go to a vista. You want these close vistas. They're your friends like a hot water bottle in a Cape Cod spring. Speaking of hot and delicious, we have a restaurant review in Mung. I wanted to ask you about this because you are Mr. Restaurant. This is a review of the Golden Swan Indian Cuisine in Falmouth. You love Indian food. I know that, Mung. I love Indian food, and shame on Mung. I've never been to this Indian what? place. Um, no, I usually hit up the uh, Indian Pavilion in Hyannis Main Street, but I'm interested in this review because I, next time I'm found with, maybe I should go to this place. Here's the beginning of this uh, review by the fabulous Gwen Friss. When we walked into the Golden Swan restaurant Sunday night, we passed a table where food was being dropped off. The warm air, fragrant with spices, smelled so good... It was tempting to just have what they were having. <laughs> I mean, that's a good sign, right? Yeah. You walk in, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to take your plate right off your table. I don't care who you are, sir. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that so tandoori great. chicken immediately. Oh, so I that started off, and then they, the rest of the review it sounds really great. And uh, I don't know. I haven't had Indian food for so long on the Cape yeah. that I am going to make a beeline, if I can, down to Falmouth, which is tough for me. To the Golden Swan Indian cuisine because I don't know the pictures are beautiful, the sauce talk is just I can't I'm so hungry right now just reading this review by the fabulous Gwen Friss that I don't even know what to do except say I need some Indian food. Mung, what are the other options for Indian food? Not a lot of options on Cape Cod for Indian food, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, late last year, I think, uh, in the mall, kebab and curry closed down in the food court. Unfortunately, you could get some over-the-counter Indian there. That was pretty good. So they're out. Indian Pavilion in Hyannis is still in. They've been around for 20, 25 years. Have so. you ever eaten there? Is that stuff? Oh, yeah, good? yeah. I go there every couple months. Really good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, good prices. Everything. The tandoori is awesome there. Tandoori chicken. Mm, Well, so now there's another option that we should uh, at least become reacquainted with. uh, Golden Swan Indian Cuisine down in Falmouth. I got to get some of that. It's been a long time since I've had those fragrant spices, Greg. Yeah, you look like you're drooling. Do you need a drool bucket? I have one here somewhere. It's it's Mung Sandpail that he uh, pre-ordered from uh, <laughs> Just Just Pails in the mall. All they sell is pails. You have to go to Just Shovels to get your shovel. That's not easy. Okay, well, as we wind down the show, which has been just a whirlwind of incredible cornucopia love and joy, we must remind folks that the Boat Builder Show is coming up, one of the big shows of the whole season on Cape Cod. It's the 13th annual Boat Builder Show in Hyannis. That takes place from Friday through Sunday. So this weekend at the Resort and Conference Center on Scudder Ave in Hyannis. 
$10 to get in free for under uh, 12 And we've been to this before. It is an amazing show of craftspeople and the boats they build. A lot of wooden boats. I love wood boats. And sometimes you can get a free keychain or something, like one of those <gasps> floating buoys. You know? Free? Well, you never know. I always figure you talk someone wow. up at a table, you can get the refrigerator magnet. <laughs> you don't want to just go up there, swoop in, get the freebie, and get out of there. And then just leave. They'll yeah. probably call security. So that's coming up. The Boat Builder Show is always fun. And that's this weekend. So that's March 22nd, 23rd, 24th in Hyannis. Well, fellas, I think we're just about done. We have more content, but there's not a big enough container to stuff it into, so we gotta get out of here. We're done with the show like we're done with winter. Oh, man, Mung is on fire. Oh, yeah. That Mung is on fire. (laughs) It's fantastic, Greg. He's on fire with rising temperatures of spring. It's fantastic. Okay, you've been listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show. My name is Eric Williams. Mung, thank you for being here. My pleasure. And Divine Greg, thank you for gracing us with your presence. I'm thrilled. Till next time. Till next week, have fun and see ya!